and welcome to Bookie Lab. My name is Painter, and my pronouns are she, her, they, and them. And I'm Smitty. My pronouns are she, her. We're here to talk hockey and what comes with it. We are not gatekeepers. We welcome fans new and old. We are also not insiders, so take most, if not all, of what we say with a grain of salt. All links and sources we mention will be linked on our blog, wookielap.wordpress.com. Did I do it right? Yeah, you did. Good okay. job. Okay. <laughs> Good job. No, okay. See, the problem is, is I've been trying to memorize it. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's a problem. And that's how I keep fucking myself up, so I just, like, stop trying to memorize it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's probably, yeah, I sort of gave up already, too. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure in, like, episode 250, we'll be like, we know what this is, but, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. force it. Okay. okay, that makes me feel slightly better, and right. now got... I have explained how yeah. I kept fucking it up. Hopefully I won't fuck it up next time. Okay. <clears throat> so you got some men's hockey for us? Please? Yeah, so, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I have not been keeping up with a whole lot of stuff, because we're now at that point of the year where it's like, let's talk about who's gonna be going up against who during the playoffs, and it's like, shh, I don't want to know about that until, like, the end of April. But... A couple of interesting things have come out in the past couple of days. I want to start out with a lighter story, if I may, mm-hmm. since the second one that I want to talk about is a bit heavier and requires a more critical lens. So, if you watched any of Tuesday's games this past Tuesday, um, the 12th, you may have noticed that there were some silly things that came from those games. In particular, the Minnesota Wild and the Edmonton Oilers had a game on Tuesday, and uh, Ryan Hartman and Evander Kane kind of got into it during the game. And Ryan Hartman uh, flipped the bird, so to speak, gave him the middle finger to Evander Kane as he was being dragged away by the linesman. It ended up that he got a fine... And people found his Venmo and started sending him donations to help pay for the find. But what ended up happening is that Ryan Hartman decided, uh, actually, no, thanks, guys. I'm not going to, I appreciate it. going to use my own money because, I mean, he, he does have money, y'all. Right. That was, that um, was my thing. Was like, he has the money. <laughs> like, he has money. But I think what's interesting to me about it is that, people were so incensed that he got this fine in the first place when Kane, frankly, deserves to be flipped the bird more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that is my personal opinion, that there are all allegations at this point, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, 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 lawyers. Okay. But he kind of deserves it. But what I found particularly interesting was that once he found out that this was happening, he was like, Y'all can donate, but I'm going to give that to a children's hospital, actually. So if y'all want to keep donating, okay, cool. All of it's going to go to a children's hospital. And ended up that Kane's ex-wife donated. A mm-hmm. um, bunch of people donated. And it's ended up now, outside of direct donations, he raised like $30,000 in like yeah. four days. Which, okay, I can see on one hand where it's like, yeah, you didn't need to do that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not necessary. Like, your heart's in the right place, but, like, not necessary at all. And then on the other hand, I appreciate the fact that he was like, well, I'm going to use this as an opportunity 
to raise direct donations for a children's hospital that actually needs it and actually could use funds. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the type of money raised that you see on, like, rate, like, fundraiser, mm-hmm. um, like, what, like, phonathons, whatever they call them these yeah, days. Yeah, telethons. Telethons, that's the word. Um, I haven't had enough coffee yet. But that's the sort of fundraising that you get from days and days of, mm-hmm. like, intense fundraising and yeah. calling and everything else. So the fact that he was able to do that just by being like, hey, if you want to donate to me, I'll make sure that it all goes to this children's hospital or you can do a direct donation. Mm. And he gave access and information to do direct donations to that hospital. So mm. I liked that. Yeah. It made me happy to I, see. And I I will say personally, my... I have I have my own issues with you know the pl- the Department of Player Safety and everything. Yeah. But I honestly think in this situation, the the fine came out of the fact that it was televised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay, you can do that, but just don't do it when there cameras. You know, like it was more of that. It's not. Because I saw some people who are like, they'll find this, but not X, Y, and Z. I'm like, well, okay. We could have that. Like, those are two separate conversations to have. Because this felt more like, well, there were cameras on you, man. Like, if if you hadn't been, like, facing a camera. Uh, And then... Also, I I will say I like that it felt it felt more natural than a lot of other like fundraisers where he was like oh, I'm getting like people sending me all this money they yeah. don't need to do that so hey if anyone wants to send me any money like any money that you send by this time I will give like it felt much more natural than like yeah and he took care of it himself like he yeah. didn't have the team post right. about it. He didn't have, like, the actual... The actual hospital didn't even post about it. Children's Minnesota mm-hmm. Hospital didn't post about it until well after the fact when they yeah. found out that he was doing this. Yeah, it felt a little bit... And I love that kind of, like, fundraising, where it definitely feels like, well, I don't need this, but yeah, and this he's is an also, opportunity, so... Yeah, and he's also donating the some of the fine that he was given so it was like four thousand two hundred something dollars 250 so he's also donating that in addition to whatever else he raised and that's why it brings it up to like thirty thousand dollars just from venmo not including the um direct donations right so i'm interested to see what the total ends up being Mm -hmm. and i like that he i like when athletes recognize the position that they are in to Mm -hmm. make substantial change in the smallest way. Yeah. And, like, when I first saw... Because, like, I saw people that, like... I first saw the Venmoing thing, like, before he even knew it was happening because people Mm -hmm. were tweeting about it. And I was like... I I was not... Annoyed isn't the right word, but it was sort of like, this guy doesn't need that. Like, he could have that fine basically every day and be yeah. okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the NHL would have something to say if he had that fine every day, but, you know. Um, yeah. Because even they would be like, but are you okay? Like, yeah, right. Um, but <laughs> when he did see it, and the first part of his tweet, I think it was a tweet, 
that yeah. he had was basically like, thank you for all of this. And I was like, do not accept this, man. I will hate you forever. And then I read the rest. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. That's better. Like, But honestly, if it were, I, I would like to think that if it were me, I would start with like, what the fuck y'all doing? Like, thank you, well, but also no. <laughs> that's also you. Mm-hmm. And you haven't been trained on how to mm-hmm. deal with the public. So That's true. I am notoriously feral. So Yeah. You're, you are our little chaos goblin, mm-hmm. um, which is not a bad thing, but <laughs> you would have an immediate feral response, and everything mm-hmm. that I've learned and heard about Ryan Hartman is that he's basically a gumdrop 90% yeah. of the time. So I'm yeah, not surprised by his <laughs> reaction of like, y'all are amazing, Yeah, but... Uh... <laughs> I know. I just wish that he did the butt part. I wish that we could find a way to like switch him. Or it was like, the first part, tell me that you're not keeping it. <laughs> and then the second part, be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your support. Instead of starting with thank you for your support. Because I immediately got angry. <laughs> well, in basically every PR class that they will mm-hmm. give you, they do tell you that you have to, like, ease into it. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure. But, you know, I'm like, mm. also... As somebody who's like done stuff with that before, it's yeah. yeah you have to you have to start them soft, and then you're like, as much as I appreciate it, and it's mm-hmm. very well appreciated and fantastic. Let's instead move our energies to X Y Z. Yeah. So he yeah I I agree with you in the sense that I actually didn't see any of this happening until after he posted about it. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, yeah. Um, Tuesday I was hello uh, oh we lost painter hello hello to- okay. where were you tuesday tuesday i was being a lump on- <laughs> i was being a lump on a log okay um I laid in bed most of Tuesday, so I didn't really see mm-hmm. it until afterwards. And then when I, like, I was glad that I didn't see it until after, because I am sure that if I had seen, like, the first bit of it, I'd been like, are y'all serious? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Evander Kane is a, yeah. like, he's a, ugh, but, yeah. like, are you serious? Right. But then, because I got to have that slightly different perspective, I think it was interesting to just to bring it up and talk yeah. about it a little bit. And that, like, hey, athletes, anytime that people start donating stuff to you for no freaking reason, mm-hmm. perhaps we should use this as an opportunity to raise awareness of other things. Because we, the public, have a habit of giving athletes stuff they do not actually need, such as, right. uh, like, just too much stuff, frankly. Yeah. So, that made me very happy. I also love uh, children hospital donation stuff because it's something that's very close to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, yeah, it made me very, very happy. Good on you, Ryan Hartman. Yeah. And uh, maybe don't flip the bird on, on national television. Yeah, uh, uh, if but... you if you, you know you can you can flip the bird all you want, just make sure there's not a camera on you. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Unless it's the paparazzi, then oh yeah, f- screw the paparazzi. Yeah. Now to something less fun and less in 
I don't want to say interesting. It's not that it's it, it's a mess. So just, well, just as a, a general trigger warning kind of thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, for those of you that do not know, um, the NHL has been a buzz for the past like two ish years or so, mm-hmm. with a case involving sexual assault of a player during a Stanley Cup run Mm -hmm. in 2010 with the Chicago Blackhawks. So at this point, if you needed to step away, like this is going to be the time to do so because we are going to get into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly talking specifically about something that just happened with the individual investigation of the NHLPA. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding the assault that Kyle Beach, who came out last year um, as the John Doe in the situation, and the filings and findings of that investigation. So, trigger warning sexual assault, also um, incompetence. <laughs> Lots of incompetence. And w- I think <sighs> we will definitely try and use, like, Chicago NHL team for yeah. the most part, but occasionally we might end up using their name. And we yeah, apologize. I will mostly be referring to them as Chicago, but it's important that I think mm-hmm. in this particular instance, as we're introducing it, to say like yep. Chicago Blackhawks, because it is, yep. on top of them already being a mess of an organization for a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. they, for quite a long time, successfully buried this. Mm-hmm. And now... The NHLPA uh, has concluded their investigation, their individual investigation of this matter with uh, Cousin O'Connor. And, you know, they decided that they voted to make the review public, mm-hmm. which is exactly what they should have done. Mm-hmm. Because the big issue really not the big issue but one of the bigger issues that people have taken with the way that this case has been handled Mm -hmm. is the fact that chicago attempted to make everything private Mm -hmm. extremely private to the point that representatives weren't even answering questions they were not being available for interviews like it it was poorly mishandled on the team and the organization's part And that is what spurred the individual investigation. The problem, however, at least for me, is um, how (laughs) do you find that there was no wrongdoings when Mm -hmm. the thing is, they said that there's a individual and systemic failure Mm-hmm. And even last year, one of, what was it, Feech, I think, mentioned that, yeah, Fair, Fair mentioned that they did not protect Kyle Beach. Mm-hmm. He quite, and I quote, the fact that it did not was a serious failure. I am truly sorry, and I am committed to making changes to ensure it does not happen again. Okay, so what are those changes? Yep. And how can you say that it was a failure, that this did not go beyond the psychologist that Beach may or may not have talked to? Uh-huh. 
How do you admit that it should have gone beyond him, but it was not reported mm-hmm. and taken care of? And how do you say last year that it was a serious failure, and then at the end of this investigation, a year later, they find that no wrongdoing has occurred? Yeah. Make it make sense, because I frankly am sitting here wondering, how do you go through thousands of emails, hundreds of hours of phone logs, Mm -hmm. and it all resides on one person saying, really, at the end of the day, that's what it resides, like a couple of people saying, like, I don't remember having this conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't remember having this conversation, and you cannot confirm that the conversation ever actually took place. Right. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is absolute bullshit. Why? How do you have this all happen? Aldrich, all of a sudden, in 2010 or 2011, is fired, and Beach is sent to Sweden. Mm-hmm. And then you say no wrongdoing happened. Okay. That's mm-hmm. just kind of silly to me. Yeah. But in particular, their statement... I found, like, their official statement put out by the NHLPA, I found lacking. Mm -hmm. And I know that they had an outside person come in, Cousins O'Connor, which is a law firm commissioned in, representative of a law firm, and they were commissioned, like, November. But... In sum, after a thorough examination of the contemporaneous records, the policies and practices in place at the union at the time, and the recollection of each of the parties to the contacts of the NHLPA or the SABH program, we cannot identify any individual wrongdoing or institutional failures of policies or procedures by either FAIR, NHLPA personnel, or the SABH program concerning the handling of the beach report. And then in the same breath, say, Beach is like, this is an individual and systemic failure. Like, mm-hmm. I, but, I will uh, say, I feel like the the report in that line, whoever wrote it, um, definitely had, they said more than they, than I think if you look at the surface, because like, based yeah. on what people say, so it, like, you know, based on recollections, yeah, and you're like, that's the point. That's the sticking point is that I'm sure yeah. I'm sure someone was really annoyed doing these interviews going like, come on, you don't remember? You don't remember? Yeah. But that's obviously like from that point, like you can't, I mean, on, like, uh, I, again, I am the, the chaos goblin in a report. I would say, honestly, the fact that people can't remember is a failure in and of itself, but, um, but I'm not writing these, so... But there's definitely some side-eye. Obviously, you want more out of that, because mm-hmm. there was failure in several ways, like, and in several places. But I think... Yeah, I don't... I don't blame the people who are doing the investigation for this report, because if people are saying, like, no, we don't remember, you're like, okay, well, I can't work then. Like, yeah, then why bother asking me to come in and investigate this? So They couldn't even get Aldrich to interview with Cousins. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's one of those like it's I, I I don't I mean and I don't I wasn't in them. So like I I I don't know who I, I'm sure it, it, in the report probably there are more details about like who doesn't remember things. Um mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things that you're like, well, you wanted more out of it, but obviously the people, I don't, I, I'm, I'm betting, yeah, there's a lot of lawyers involved on either side where they're like, just say you don't remember. Cause well, always, yeah, I mean, that's my issue. Yeah, well, yeah, but, you know, that's what's gonna happen because that's what lawyers do. So then Uh don't call it a thorough examination of contemporaneous Mm -hmm. evidence and policies and practices when you can't have an unbiased evidence analysis Mm -hmm. of policies and practices in place. Mm -hmm. Like, don't call it that then. And I know why they're calling it that. And that's Mm -hmm. the that's the frustration for me Mm -hmm. is that it's very clear when you look at the stuff that has come out and that we do see in these articles that they're talking about stuff's not lining up. Mm hmm. And it's like either they don't realize themselves that it doesn't line up, the person who's writing it doesn't realize it lines up, or they're just expecting people who are reading this to not realize that it lines up. When if you have any sort of, I don't want to say half a brain because that is rude, but there is have... there is technically another option, and it's that most people working from that were interviewed in this, like... There wasn't necessarily, like, a get-together where it's like, hey, we're all going to say we don't remember. It was literally, like, everyone's trying to protect themselves. Yeah. So, because that of that, like, everything is very disjointed. So, like, some people are saying one thing. Like, oh, there was a failure. Other people are saying other things because everyone is being told, like, protect yourself separately. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I mean more so just, like, with the official statements that come out. That's Mm -hmm. what bothers me is that you're sitting here saying these things in these official statements Mm -hmm. when six months ago you were saying this is a systematic failure and that we have to do X, Y, and Z and we have to be better and here's how we're going to be better. But the NHL has a wonderful habit, and wonderful I mean sarcastically, of saying that they're going to do things and thinking that saying it is enough. The NHL and the NHLPA, which are yeah. two technic they're you know, they work together but they're technically separate. So for a union, the NHLPA is remarkably weak. Mm-hmm. And I blame their leader for that. Yep. Yeah. And I and the hard part really is that the player the only way that the that union gets stronger is if the players demand it to be so um and yeah because that union is oh pain went away. spectrum internet is really fucking great <laughs> so uh so the only way for the union that union to get stronger is if the players themselves make it so um yeah, yeah and it, it's sort of it's one of those things where you're like it's a systemic failure in a lot of different ways because, like, you have, at the end of the day, a union can only be as strong as its members, like, want it to be. Um, and if you have members who don't realize how 
great it is that they even have a union. Um, of course, they don't realize how great it is that mm-hmm. they have a union. Most of these boys, and I'm calling them boys right now, <laughs> most of these boys, let's be real, come from rich families mm-hmm. where it wasn't necessary for their parents to be part of a union. Yeah. Or they have family who mm-hmm. help to support. Because hockey is expensive to play. Yeah. Hockey is extremely expensive to play. And even 10 years ago, you didn't have a lot of these programs for for lower incomes kids to be able to get equipment from fun, other funding sources. So a lot of them don't even realize what the mm-hmm. an impact unions can have. And to be honest, too, really an entire generation doesn't realize the impact of what unions yeah. can have because they haven't seen major union activity yeah. in, at a large scale in a long time. Yep. But it, it's sort of, it is one of those, like, like it, when we talk about systemic failures, it goes a lot bigger than just this one investigation because... The union itself, like, is so weak because of various reasons, really. I mean, when you have the executive director as a as fair, yeah. When fair is the executive director of the NHLPA, yeah, and he has notoriously, in the past like ten years, made. The players' union weaker. Yep. Honestly, um, ten ten years is way too long of a term for an executive director. I agree. I don't. Yeah. Is he still executive director? I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to. Again, we are not insiders nor no, experts. We don't know nothing. Um, we don't know nothing. All I know is that for was the yeah. like recently mm-hmm. at the time when this first came out, he was recently appointed. Yeah. And so this would have been one of the first made, not one of the first eye raising, eyebrow raising sort of yeah he is investigations, and so he's it's, he's been the director since twenty ten. Hmm. Interesting. And we've noticed too how the players' association since really two thousand nine has just consistently gotten less. And less bargaining power. Oh, interesting. This man was, before he was the executive director for the NHLPA, he was the executive director for the MLBPA, Uh which is notoriously a horrible fucking union. Yup. Like, and I say this as someone who, like, I know players in that union who are like, what the fuck? Currently. So, yeah, so that'll be fun in the future. Yeah. For the NHL PA to have to deal with. But, yeah. So, basically, uh, we're we're talking direct to the players now because uh, we know they listen to this. Of course they do. Uh, Take, like, take charge of your union. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, you can. That's, that's, That's yours. You have more power than you think you do. Yeah. So, take it. And I know some of you have been brainwashed to think everything is perfect in the NHL. Yep. Like a freaking cult. But uh, it's not. A lot of you realize that it's not. And if all of you would take a second to, like, deprogram your brain 
and realize that as players, you have far more power than you think you have. And it is only through the individual action of masses that things are going to change. Mm -hmm. You got to do something about it because we can sit here all day and talk about how much bullshit this whole thing is and how for the past two years everyone knows that kyle beach deserves more than this and here we are Mm -hmm. still having a conversation about it but until players are willing to sit there and say hey this is messed up we gotta do something to better protect us because if this has come out Mm -hmm. and this isn't even the worst thing that's happened in the nhl Right. We know that it's not because mm-hmm. there's a lot of players 30 years after retirement that come out and say, hey, this happened to me. Right. So you got to you got to take steps to protect yourselves. Yeah. Because. It, yeah. And it's it's frustrating for. For me, as someone who. Does who like does. No. That's the right. That's the right grammar. Someone who does know. Uh, it's like someone who someone somebody who do know. I'm like that doesn't sound right in my head. But you know, uh, someone who does know like that. That is really the sticking point. That like if something happens in the NHL or the NHLPA, the mm-hmm. players really have to be the ones to to make that change happen. They have. All of they have a whole lot of power. Maybe not all of it because they technically don't have the purses, but they <laughs> do have like the work. Yeah. So seize the means of production, comrades. Uh, yes, yes. Seize the means of production, players. <laughs> yeah, just and, make and, that a T-shirt. <laughs> and like, and recognize that like this thing isn't gonna go away until you do something. Until you make until you make the union more powerful, yep. and because if the union, I mean, I know that like the players, there are players like they're player reps and everything, but that's not enough. Like no. you have to have more players involved in the union, yep, and really like interested in what the union does and how the union works and things like that. You have to be interested in that because at the end of the day, that union is there to protect you. Yeah. Not anyone else, not the NHL. And so you have to be the ones to make the change happen. So get yourself some labor lawyers. Yes. Oh my God, please. There you go. Actual labor lawyers. They're not provided by the NHL because come close Mm -hmm. guys. Come, come real close, real close, (laughs) real close, come real close. It's called the Players Association. Yeah. Players. Mm-hmm. Emphasizing the p. <laughs> so, uh, do what's in the best interest of the players. Not in the best interest of the players who are disinterested and don't actually care and are mm-hmm. only the union rep because you drew straws. Mm-hmm. But are in the actual best interest of the players. Because, and people want to say all the time that, like, lockouts yep. are a bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, sure. Lockouts are bad bad for money bags yeah but they're but great lockouts for the players technically. yeah lockouts are how changes occur that are better for players mm-hmm. that's how shoot that's how things that we have now in the nhl that are that we know are better because we've talked about it previously mm-hmm. that's how those things happen well not even not even just the nhl working yeah. life how do you think we got eight hour work days friends 
How do you think we got five days a week yeah. for work day for right. work week? Because yeah. it used to be <laughs> lockouts and strikes and all Lock- kinds of stuff. strikes and so. lots of lots of strikes and lots of yeah direct action. Yeah, seize but- the means of production, <laughs> players, comrades. Anyway, uh, we we will continue. Seize on. the ice. <laughs> Seize the means of the ice production. I don't know. Um, seize the Ooh, means of seize ice. Seize the time. pucks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. You can't play hockey without the pucks. Hide them. You know, I know some of you do that. But, yeah. So, just... The the report itself is frustrating, not surprising, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah. And players really gotta be the starting point for change. If... Because, I mean, I we outside can yell all we want, but nothing's going to happen until the players decide that something's got to change. Yeah. So, yeah. The unfortunate thing is I knew that this was going to be, like, the findings that they came up with, but I was still incensed mm-hmm. when yeah. I saw it. I was like, for, yeah. for fuck's sake. Like- <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You, you, hope, you hope for better, but... You always hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. And expect the worst. Right, yeah. So, would you like to hear some... Uh, something about women's hockey that is... I would love It's to. not as heavy, but, uh, still annoying as fuck. Oh, uh, we're still on the annoying as fuck train? We're still chugga, on the chugga, annoying chugga, as chugga, fuck. Chugga. Yeah, so... All right. Uh, so, the uh, PWHPA mm-hmm. and the PHF had a meeting last, last month, and basically the PWHPA decided, uh, to not collaborate with the PHF. Uh, and the reasons that they gave were, uh, one, stupid, and two, lies. (laughs) So, not gonna lie, that's what it was. (laughs) So, the reasons that, well, apparently, according to the article from the Hockey News that I have here, one of the, I I don't know how to say her name, Haley Salvian, I don't know how to say Mm -hmm. the last name, I'm sorry, Haley, um, her art, she wrote an article about it in The Athletic. Um, one of the contributing issues in the PWHPA's decision related to the PHF's chairman of the board, John Boynton. John Boynton has been criticized for holding the same chairman role for Russia's Yandex. Yandex is Russia's largest technological company, technology company and has been tied to the ongoing suppression of information. Now, that is a good reason, mm-hmm. but it's not the reason. Like, that is not... They're using that as an excuse. And if... That seems like one of those well-timed situations where exactly. that would have been brought up. Yep. If wasn't... If what was happening in Europe oh, was yeah. not currently it's, happening. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like when I need an excuse to not go out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what can I say? And then something happens. Like, my sister will be like, hey, like... Hey, I have... I have a cold and I will text someone and be like sorry I can't go my sister is ill and they don't text me back like doesn't your sister live in an entirely different state because they don't know mm-hmm. you know it feels like that where it's yeah. like that is technically a reason but it is not the reason and don't act like you're being high and mighty about it because you're not um, you just don't want to because you're being petty so yeah. um so he all yeah. So and I will respect the decision if I did if I knew that 
that what like if I didn't know that that was the like it was like a front basically because yeah. like if this were a new thing where like women players were like created their own thing you know like two months ago and then we're kind of looking at the PHF like maybe we'll join you mm-hmm. but there's not like they haven't had this like history of back and forth for years or whatever yeah um I'd be like yeah that kind of makes sense for them you know you you're like you're new you're a couple months old, you don't want to join a league that has someone who's, you know, on the chair of a company that's helping spread misinformation. However, this, 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 this group, the PWHPA has been around for a while. Yeah. And they've had many, 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 many opportunities to join forces with the PHF for, as it was the NWHL. And they've chosen not, chosen not to. Over and over and over and over again. And really this time, like, this is the first time I feel like there's been a reason that wasn't because we don't want to. Yeah. And it's not even a good, it's not even that reason. The reason is still they don't want to. Um, so, and the, I am totally not saying that the PHF is perfect. Oh, it's, God, no. It's not. It has its own issues and everything. But looking at the way... It's hard for me to root for the PWHPA because every time they open their mouths, (laughs) their representatives open their mouths, it's either to put down the PHF Mm -hmm. or to brag about things that they say are going to happen for them. Yeah. So, like, we're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, let's see it then. I haven't seen anything because, like, even in this article, it says that like, it mentions the that the group reportedly has the support of eleven NHL franchises, independent of league support. We still don't know what the, what eleven teams those are. We don't know if that's even it's reportedly. So is that actually true? And then again, having the support of an NHL franchise, not the actual NHL, doesn't mean shit because those guys in charge of that the money in that team can just choose not to like support you. And what kind of support are we talking about? Like, yeah, we support you in an email or money support, you know? Did you leave again? Painter has terrible internet. You need to bully them to get better internet. <laughs> okay, where did where did where where did you leave where did you stop hearing me? Um I heard money support right after talking about the NHL partners, which they did finally add to their website. Oh, what but I have? need you to know mm-hmm. that the first one listed is uh-huh. Arizona Coyotes. That's email support, babe. <laughs> okay, so it's now to to interject. We'll just act like I did not just drop out for five minutes. <laughs> to interject, uh, uh-huh. I will say that they did add the NHL club partners, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna go ahead and read them off here. Okay. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. That's email support. Right. Calgary Flames. Text email support, support probably yeah no yeah that's email um, support Chicago oh please be email support definitely email support Rangers I don't know about that one that's probably like helmets 
Yeah. Because um, they tend to overpay for everything. True. Um, <clears throat> the senators. Which, oh, boy. Ooh, that's a choice. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, which... That's also, also a choice. A choice. Um, the, the Penguins. Hmm. St. Louis. That one could be good, maybe. The they, Leafs. Uh, huh. And the Capitals. Interesting. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting hodgepodge of front offices that don't always get along with one another and also don't have a lot of their shit together. So, yeah, it's, like, an, it's an interesting yeah. choice. Um, my, yeah, a lot of that, based on what I know about a lot of those teams, they send an email saying, like, yeah, we'd support you if you came to our town. Yeah. Meaning that, like, we'll tweet about you. Yeah. Because we'll, yeah. we'll invite you to our games. Yeah. And put you on the Jumbotron. And we'll have a day, you know, like a... Yeah. Uh, a, you know, but the only one, I mean, no, the Capitals make weird decisions. Their front office makes weird decisions. I could see where having, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs mm-hmm. is going to be beneficial to them in right. the sense that, like, financially. Yeah. Because as... Mm-hmm. If you are new to hockey, you may not know this, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, their front office and their owners are loaded. Yeah. So, like, yeah, richest franchise like, in the entire league loaded. Yeah. But, like, okay, um, so the Ottawa Senators just had, like, their owner died. Uh-huh. Yeah. St. Louis is a mid-market team. So, like, the owner isn't necessarily, like, they're loaded, but, like, not... Not Toronto loaded, you know. The Coyotes? Yeah, I was about to say, you know what team is definitely not yeah. loaded? Even Calgary. The team Calgary that's losing their arena. Yeah. Calgary can't afford a new arena. Yeah. And Chicago, I feel like, is only aligning with the end of the PWHPA because yeah. it gives them good. Uh... Here's the thing, though, about that. Chicago, so they're like, no, we don't want to align with the PHF, but they'll align with fucking Chicago. Yeah. Like, we don't want to align with the PHF because they have this guy who's on their the executive board of a technology group that does business, like, that is in Russia. But don't worry, we'll align with Chicago. That's probably because, uh, what, what's her name? Yeah, I know. The, oh gosh. You know who I'm talking Kendall, about. Kendall, yeah, Kendall Schofield. Yeah, Schofield. yeah, yeah. Schofield. I get it, but also I don't. Because, like, if you're going to take the high it. ground on that, the fuck How are you, you take not going to recognize, yeah. Yeah. Like, that like, How that are you going to be that obtuse? Right. That, yeah, that one makes me angry. Like, all the other ones, I'm like, okay, I can see yeah. some of the logic of what you're trying to go with here. Yeah. Rangers have a good front office, mm-hmm. very professional. They tend to overpay for everything that they do, so maybe <laughs> you can get some decent six from them. Right. Um. Senators, that's a mess because that's a power vacuum right now. Yeah. The Flyers can't get their life together at all. No, I don't know what they're doing. The I'm very pens, confused. Yeah, the pens, that makes sense because yeah. they love putting their, like, hands on everything and saying that, you know, we're, we're involved in the betterment of the sport. Hey, uh, okay, calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can feel the anger coming. I'm like, okay, calm. We're going to breathe through this. <laughs> and then uh, 
the leaves make sense. I can see yeah. why they would try and like get the Capitals to back them mm-hmm. because you know they have big names. Yeah, all of the St. Teams Louis which is they interesting because I don't like. It's because they're um, recent Cup winners. Well, I mean, if they're gonna go with that, then they're definitely they're, they're well, yeah. Well, they're definitely like scraping bottle of the bottle of the barrel, like. Like it's just it's very interesting too that they have mostly teams that like don't have like don't have uh, the PHF teams in their area. You the know what part. you know what it is you know what? St Louis that's what it is. Yeah, because if well, yeah, because St Louis would love another team of something, mm-hmm. you know, um, but. So I wonder if that's what it is, but I doubt knowing the bit that I know about the front office that they've offered any financial support. Oh, they definitely haven't offered any financial support. That is That definitely has to be a, we'll give you some PR, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. Yeah. Most it, it of feels these like, you feel know what like it, PR. It, yeah, what it, yeah, what it feels like is that the PWHPA, like, Google's, like, <laughs> good sports No, what shows. I feel like... Oh my gosh! No, no. What it, what it was is that the NWH, what they did, what they did uh-huh. is they sent an email mm-hmm. that they sent it to themselves, right? But then yeah. they BCC'd yeah all the front offices, so uh-huh. the front offices have no idea like which ones of them. Oh yeah, no, they emailed because the thing is, people forget. One of the reasons that the NHL is so disjointed is because a lot of these front offices don't talk to each other. Yeah, well, yeah, in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Oh God! Chicago, right? St. Louis. How did you get both of them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't like if you had Edmonton on that list, like oh yeah, we definitely would know because and, and the the Arizona Coyotes are just happy to be involved. <laughs> like they're just Honestly, happy to yeah. be there. Like, we got an email. <laughs> we got an email. Somebody <laughs> responded to our phone call. Yeah. Oh gosh, but yeah, it's just it's one of those. I'm like I haven't seen anything. From the fact the that PWHPA. we had to go to their website. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fact that it wasn't, like, you know some I mean? news release. Yeah. Yeah. Because the yeah, that... if, they, if they did have a news release, half of those teams are dropping out. Yeah. Because they're like, well, if you're getting if you're getting support from the Rangers, the Caps are going to leave. Like, Oh, for sure. Like, that's... If you're getting support from the Caps, the Pens are going to leave. Right. And if you have support from the Pens, <laughs> the Flyers are going to leave. <laughs> And like, if you have support from Chicago, then the Blues are like they're they're yeah. good. Like we're yeah. good. Like yeah, we don't like, need any peace. of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Arizona, continually just there to be, just happy to be happy there. to be there. We're happy, happy to, to be, be there. Involved. Happy to get some decent press, <laughs> yeah. but really not getting any press at all because right. again, you got to mm-hmm. go to their website. And then if you look now, granted, I've only done a very brief Google yeah. search for it, mm-hmm. so not you know to my typical standard of yeah. search for everything, mm-hmm. but. I don't, you don't see a whole lot of yeah. explanation as to why and mm-hmm. when these partnerships happened. Right. Yeah. So, you have, yeah, just, I just, the, the way that this is phrased in the article reportedly has the support of 11 NHL franchises and then independent of league support. So, like, and again, I cannot stress this enough. That doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. <laughs> it was like, you cannot, like, Without league support, 
without the NHL support, you aren't really going to be able to play that connection a lot because you can't, you can say like, if you end up with, end up partnering with the Flyers per se, per se like you can't say <laughs> the NHL Philadelphia Flyers. You just have to say like the Philadelphia Flyers or something. Cause you can't have the NHL involved. So no. that support dwindles automatically without having the NHL on anything. And the NHL has said, no, thank you. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things. And I'm like, what do you want? Like you can have, you know, an email from the owner of the flyers. All the press releases for this, like when you click on like the little logos yeah, on the website are all like the news is all on the PWHPA. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not the smartest person in the world, <laughs> but when the only news mm-hmm. regarding your partnerships come from you. Right. Yeah. 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 So little sauce. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even like, so I know, um, like, the, when the, P- the PWHPA did their tour, like, they were doing tours and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... The arenas that they were playing in tweeted about it. You know, like there was there was definitely like St. Louis was one of them, and I think that's the yeah. only. Oh yeah, I think they were in reason Chicago. that they're listed. Yeah, yeah. Could it so, be like, that? Could it be that? That like hey, oh we played my in God. their arenas. So they're calling. I don't know. Okay. That's my that that was a speculation. That would make sense comment. though. That would make sense though because they played in Pittsburgh. Yeah. For the Dream Gap tour back in like twenty one or something. They played in Pittsburgh. They played in, um, I know they played in Ottawa. I know they played in St. Louis. They played in Chicago. They played in Chicago. I think they played in Arizona as well. Hang on. The showcase will feature, uh, yeah, Toronto? Hang now, on. Now, Toronto was an official one. Right. Because they, I remember their press release. Hang on. And saying how they were going to, like, help with marketing and crap. Yeah, so. Which they're not Toronto, doing a great job at. <clears throat> Calgary. Montreal was mentioned in this one. Boston was mentioned in as well. Did they play they in Boston? I feel like them. they played in Boston. They did play in Boston, but they don't have Boston or Montreal listed as yep. one of their official partners. Yep. Wait, hang on. So during the 2021 season, Minnesota, New Hampshire. New Hampshire doesn't have a team. so <laughs> mm-hmm. New York, Chicago, St. Louis, Calgary, Toronto, Montreal. That was, yeah. That's suspicious. That is suspicious. So, it's, in the words of the younger generation, it's giving, it's not giving. It's not giving. It's sus. It's a little sus. Yeah, it's a little sus. I mean, I would, I mean, again, and I want all women's hockey players to be able to play and be able to get health care. Like not have right. to pay for things themselves, like you know, have health insurance paid for. I want by them the team. to, but be able to only have to be a hockey player and right. not be a hockey player and a nurse. Yeah, like, but it, unless their last name is nurse, anyway. Right. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help that. But I knew you were gonna do it. I set you up for it too. I was like, yeah. is, is, is is she yeah. gonna do it? She gonna, yeah. she did it. Yeah, she, she did it. Uh, but at the same time, I want y'all to not be so fucking annoying to each other we don't have that level of respect yet where you can be this ridiculous like can i say something kind of mean sure 
And I'm speaking directly to both the PHF and the PWHPA for just a second. Because okay. I know y'all are listening. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Definitely. Y'all do not have the foundation for the amount of ego that is in the room right now. Correct, correct, correct. Y'all do not have the foundation as a PWHPA or even the PHF mm-hmm. to walk in there and turn this into a dick measuring contest. Seriously. Because both of your dicks right now are tiny, mm-hmm. okay? They're both very tiny. And yep. can we sit here and talk about how the PHF is starting to get all these fundings from different places and mm-hmm. are making these grand assumptions and planning all these things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the PWHPA is still like, nah, y'all don't have a business model, though. Yeah. And also, you don't have any funding. Meanwhile, the PWHPA has to get funding from NHL teams, mm-hmm. which we know is not a guaranteed source of funding. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely Because if Calgary can't afford to build <laughs> their own new stadium... Or the Arizona Coyotes default on their lease. On top of all the other stuff they've been doing. That's like, it, but I was thinking monetarily, you know. Uh, yes, 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 yes. True, true, true. <laughs> but, like, that's a loan shark situation waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you have the Toronto Maple Leaf saying that they support you. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you have a better business model mm-hmm. than a league that has several teams, is planning two expansions in the mm-hmm. next several years, and also had an entire playoff cup and tournament mm-hmm. on ESPN. Right. Yeah. You can have all of your tours, mm-hmm. you can have your little all-star game or whatever that nobody actually gives a hoot and a holler about because it's all just the same bit of you. Like, mm-hmm. it, stop it. Yeah, honestly, it's very stop it's it. very frustrating all, all around. It's very frustrating to watch, especially, especially for me, what's really frustrating with the PWHPA is that, like, those players are insanely good. They're mm-hmm. literally mostly sitting on their butts just because they want to throw a hissy fit. Yeah. Um, And, like, I totally get wanting, you know, health insurance and things like that. Like, that makes sense to me. But when you no longer have, like, when once this league, like, once the league, once the PHF got, like, health insurance and you're, like, like, their salary, like, cap situation was improving, you're, like, you're running out of reasons to not be a part of this. Yeah. So... And they've shown and publicized a business model that is going to allow for play, mm-hmm. like, over time, for players to not have to have multiple jobs, for players to get funding right. for equipment, for yeah. all this other stuff. And, like, yeah, okay, it's still very much in the works, mm-hmm. but you know what else is in the works? The PWHPA. Mm-hmm. So it's like we can't sit, you're comparing. Two apples that are still not even ready to be picked off the tree yet. Yeah. Like, grow together. Work together and grow together and become a league that is worth a darn. Yeah, don't waste years of talent that you have. Seriously, y'all have some of the most talented... Like, overall, Mm -hmm. some of the most talented female hockey players Mm -hmm. to ever play. Yeah. And y'all are just 
not advertising them and just waiting for the Olympics and for particular showcases to show off their talent. Like, how are y'all going to sit here and see in the Olympics that the women's hockey game was one of the most watched Mm -hmm. games in the Olympics ever? Yep. And then also see ESPN Plus, excuse me, ESPN Plus had insane numbers too for the Isabel Cup Mm -hmm. and not think we need to capitalize off this right now Mm -hmm. because this is the time where people are starting to pay more attention to women's hockey because they're starting to realize like oh wait a minute Mm -hmm. women's hockey is a thing oh wait a minute they're actually pretty good oh wait a minute there's a team like yeah this is how things grow and if you don't build off the momentum like what are you doing honestly it's all very frustrating. I... Anyway, we're all very frustrated and coughing and sneezing because allergies. It's um, it's the pollinating. Yep. Yep. Let's talk rule seven. All right. This one's real simple, real, real straightforward, real to the point. Yep. So perhaps y'all remember a couple of episodes ago, maybe you do, where we talked about eligible players. Mm-hmm. And how eligible players have to be listed on the card, mm-hmm. on the game card. Now, this starting lineup, uh, Rule 7 is about starting lineups, and this is sort of an extension of that game card where you have to list all players that are eligible. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you got to list who is going to start the game. Mm-hmm. And this has to include everybody who's going to be at the ice, on the ice, excuse me, at the start of the game. Right. Goldie, your two defensemen, your three forwards. Traditionally. 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 Now, this also means that you have to, you know, turn in at a certain time, usually mm-hmm. with the game card. But what is very interesting, at least to me, mm-hmm. is that if a team... Uh, does not do this, they're going to be assigned a bench penalty. (laughs) And it's an appeal that has to be brought to the referee's attention prior to the second face-off of the game. So essentially, like, let's say maybe there was a miscommunication about who's doing the starting lineup, which there very rarely is because Mm -hmm. the guys literally read it off a card. Yeah. before the game and they have like this big old clap thing that they do yeah it's a whole Um, thing it's a whole thing it's it's an honor to read the card blah 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 boy things men are weird uh (laughs) (laughs) men are strange hockey men especially yeah um i'm gonna just pause right quick to say that my internet has gone out again so i'm gonna go as quickly as possible before i lose connection okay so the You have to have this all set out, and if you don't, then there's a bench penalty assessed. Um, There is no penalty to the questing team if their appeal is unsustained. So unlike a challenge, if they lose it, they don't get a penalty. It's Mm -hmm. just them pointing out, hey, they didn't have the right starting lineup. Mm -hmm. But it may have been that the player's number had just changed instead. Yeah. And that it's still... Because they go by the name and not the number. Because a player could theoretically change their number 
basically every game. They usually don't, but I they could. Absolutely love it. You chaos idiot. But no. <laughs> what number say are they going to be today? I say that with affection. Yeah. Um, but as somebody who likes to buy jerseys, I would be pretty pissed off. Well, could, uh, you could, no, could you imagine, though, how, like, rare certain jerseys would be? Like, oh, I just had a marketing idea. Anyway, go ahead. Well, we can we can discuss it later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, if a team scores on the first shift of the game, and it turns out that they did not have the correct starting lineup... The goal will be allowed, but then they'll also have a penalty assessed to them mm-hmm. for having the incorrect lineup. But if a team that scores a goal on the first shift of the game challenges the goal, then mm-hmm. specifically challenging that they don't have the correct lineup, mm-hmm. it'll nullify the uh, penalty and I'll, like it's it's a weird thing basically yeah. boils down to hey if you don't have your correct lineup you get a penalty if you challenge it it'll nullify the penalty uh thumbs the brakes yeah <laughs> it's, it's weird but yeah. i also see why it's there because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's been an instance where some where a team said they had one particular starting lineup and then went out with somebody completely different yeah and I can see that, yeah. That's an issue because defensively and offensively, you want certain matchups or you want to try mm-hmm. out certain matchups. And so it's all strategy. And before this rule came into play, I am sure one of the <laughs> strategies would be, hey, we're going to say that we're starting this guy, but we're actually starting this crazy motherfucker. Oh, and yeah. now we're going to score a goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can see it where that's a thing. Because, to be frank, mm. I, I would do that. I'm... <laughs> Not frank. Shoot. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm being annoying. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're right. You are right. Um, sorry. I can't deal with you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, God damn it. Yeah, if you would like, I can uh, somber us up with uh, the hockey history section of the sure. episode. Uh, so, we're going to talk about a man named Smitty's Hockey History, history Corner. Corner class. Class place. is in session. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm going to talk about a man. His name is Quig uh, Baxter. Which already I am, I love him just for his name. Like Quig, yes please. And I'm he's French, I think, so it might be pronounced something some other way. But it's Quig, and there's two G's, so I feel like they're telling me that I have to say the G at the end. So I don't know French. My apologies. So this man, uh, he was he was born in Montreal Mm -hmm. uh, on July thirteenth, eighteen eighty seven. He was a strapping young man. I have a picture of him, and then if you go to rookielap.wordpress.com, this link to his biography, essentially, will be there. Okay. Oh, he is a strapping young man. Yeah. So, he was educated at Loyola College in Montreal, not Chicago, <laughs> which was interesting for me. Uh, so, in 
when he was 17, he was so he's smart. He's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. And he earned the reputation as a star football player and hockey player. So he played oh. hockey with the Montreal Shamrocks um, until, unfortunately, he took a low blow to his eye from a stick, which is why we have those pro- eye protector things now, NHL yeah. players. Looking at you, idiots. Um, bring the cage back. Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, bring yeah. the cage back. Um, and from a stick during a game in 1907, and he lost sight in that eye. Uh, so he was no longer able to play hockey, but he decided to coach, which is great. Oh. Um, he, he is credited with organizing one of the first international hockey tournaments ever played in Paris. Oh, I'm that's assuming, fun. I'm assuming Paris, France. <laughs> and I don't know about, like, if there's a Paris near Montreal. It feels like something the Quebecois would do, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it does feel like something the Quebecois would do. Right. But... Yep. I'm going to sneeze. Gazoon height. Or what's what what is it in French? Atisway. Whoa, you know that? <laughs> I took French for three years. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at it. But I can hey, you read remembered it. yeah, but well you remembered bless you, I guess, so Yeah. Alright. Well and well, I didn't... it basically translates to uh many blessings. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Does I think I don't know. I don't. I didn't take German. I actually took Atis- Spanish. So Gesundheit is 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 the German one. Yes, but I don't know what that means. But I do know that the Spanish one means health. So oh, so salute. Anyway, I didn't sneeze, <laughs> but we're gonna go on. So in 1911, he dropped out uh, of McGill University, uh, basically to t- to accompany his mother and sister to Europe because women couldn't go anywhere without a male chaperone. Okay. Aren't we so glad those days are over? Yep. Uh, while he was in Brussels, he met, fell in love with a 24-year-old cabaret singer, which, on point for a hockey Same. player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted to bring this cabaret singer back to Montreal with him. So mm-hmm. they booked tickets on the Titanic. No! Yeah. No, no. Oh. Yeah. So, this, I'm telling this story because uh, it has been 110 years, 110 years since the Titanic sank. So, here is an actual story of people on the Titanic instead of James Cameron's stupid fucking fictional story, which I'm sorry, I, I know people love it, but as someone who was obsessed with Titanic as a kid, I, like, I haven't actually watched... I haven't either. I refuse to on principle. I am one of those weird, not weird, but I'm one of those people that was obsessed with uh, the Titanic, but also Leonardo DiCaprio, but more specifically uh, him and Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. So I did Uh, not want to watch the Titanic. Got it. Okay. Because I didn't want to watch him die in another film, but also (laughs) it was very long and I did not want to deal with it. Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I was also very mad that they put in this crap for the... Te- I was very mad about yeah, it, too. Like, there, so. were, there were so many people who died on the Titanic. They deserve <laughs> respect, James honestly, Cameron. Honestly. Yeah, okay. People were like, oh, he put real stories in. And I'm like, yeah, at the fucking end. Yeah. He shows you how all they all died. But anyway, I, I have issues. So, <laughs> so I'm going to read this 
as it was written on, on Encyclopedia Titanica. So, on the night of the sinking, he was in his cabin, which was B-60, when his mm-hmm. mother demanded to know why the Titanic had stopped in mid-ocean. So, I guess they didn't know. Like they, You know, some people um, on the Titanic talked about how they felt the hit and things like yeah. that, but they, apparently they didn't. Uh, I mean, that's stepped, the thing. Yeah, like, a lot of people yeah, they had, a lot didn't of people even know what no was happening. Idea. Yeah. When he stepped outside just before midnight to investigate, he saw Captain Smith talking to Bruce Ismay mm-hmm. outside Ismay's cabinet, cabin next door. So he was right next to this one dude, like, who is important, apparently. Hmm. Um, so there's been an accident, Baxter, but it's all right. I love that they called him by his last name. <laughs> so I don't know what it is, but it feels very, like, proper. Like, it's okay. It's like how everybody talked to each other yeah. in the 1910s. Yeah. Like, but it is all right, Smith told him. Mr. Baxter. Yeah, yeah. but it is all right, Smith told him. Narrator, it was not, in fact, all right. Um, as Smith hurried away to the bridge, Ismay told him to get his mother and sister into the lifeboats. Good guy. Baxter carried his mother up, carried his mother up the grand staircase to lifeboat six. Uh, Quig didn't seem at all disturbed, his sister later told the Montreal Standard. While he didn't relish being parted from us, he bade me farewell bravely. As he put his mother into the boat, he handed her a sterling silver flask of brandy, and she began to complain about his drinking. (laughs) In pure mother form. (laughs) Uh, He cut her short, uh, basically saying, like, are you okay, mom? He asked. And then he said, goodbye and keep your spirits up, everyone. Uh, Bertha Maine, the cabaret singer, didn't mm-hmm. want to get into the boat without him, but Molly Brown convinced her to do so. He waved them away and ended up drowning in the sinking. His body, if recovered, was never identified. So, Quig Baxter is remembered on his mother's grave at Notre Dame de something ceremony in Montreal. So, he was lost on the grave. It says, uh, lost at sea, April 15th on the titanic on ss titanic so this was a real man played hockey uh wanted to bring his love back to montreal and he ended up dying on the way home by um after saving essentially his mother his sister and his girlfriend fiance i don't really know but Hmm. he was so his marital status is listed as single so but you know so i guess girlfriend but yeah, I don't know. fiance, I guess at that yeah. point, because yeah, probably probably wait wanted to wait to get married until yeah, it could be like where they were planning to have her immigrate to yeah, probably, but huh. so yeah, he was he was twenty four years nine months and two days old, so he was yeah, so he would That's be one a baby yeah he was a baby, but so this is, I just I want I as someone who loves learning about the people on the Titanic because obviously there were so many people. From all over the world. Um, you know, I was like, surely there had to have been a hockey player oh, on the yeah. Titanic um, who either survived or didn't. And I found Quig. So, um, shout out to Quig. Uh, you are shout remembered. Shout out to Quig. You are remembered, you are remembered, sir. Shout out to Baxter. Yeah, honestly. It's such an interesting name. Quig Edmund Baxter. And, it's a good name. It's yeah. a strong name. And I would, I would, if anyone who is watching, who is watching this, we don't film this. <laughs> we don't film this. <laughs> we it's a good thing this. we don't. Oh, yeah, no, you, yeah. But. You, you don't want to no, no. see how we are. Yeah, no. Uh, but if anyone is listening to this who also really 
I don't enjoy is the wrong word, but just like really appreciates the history of people on the Titanic, actual people on the Titanic. Um, Encyclopedia Titanica seems dot org seems like a really amazing like I am I have to like keep myself from clicking on like the linked biographies to his mother and his sister so <laughs> like and I'm sure his his girlfriend is also linked on here I'm tr- I'm doing my best to like ignore the links because otherwise I'll end up in a wormhole um, <laughs> but yeah so if but it's been 110 years since the Titanic sank and there was at least one hockey player with the coolest name on it I really do love that name yeah I know. It's it's a good name. Yep. Next pet I get is gonna be named Quig. That's it for Smitty's Hockey History Corner Classroom Place. Class is dismissed. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we have our new hockey fan question. What is up? What are we? What's the new hockey fan question we got? So this week we've got how do shift changes work and also quick follow-up of why okay so shift changes and for those of you that do not know and you or you've only watched a couple of hockey games and you haven't really heard this term before a shift change is when the players on the ice the line mm-hmm. of the players end up changing so if you've looked at game cards or if you've looked at twitter uh for your team at the start of a game they'll say what the lines are and when they have a shift change is when a new line comes out. Shift changes happen anywhere from every 45 seconds to like a minute and some change. It depends on the line. It depends on what's happening on the ice. And it depends on how good your team is at line changes. Because mm. there are some that yeah. it's... Or some games where your team is just... What are there they have doing? been there have been shifts that have been like over two minutes. Yeah. For certain players. And I'm like, oh my god, I wanna die. Yeah, and that's um a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot. Well I and I would like to sort of for people who who may not even know this, like when you are playing hockey, you are basically sprinting. Your balls to the wall for the entire time that you're on the ice. Right. So if you are on the ice, generally a shift change happens actually about every 45 seconds. Yeah. It's kind of the goal, like the standard, like 45 seconds. Okay, get them off the ice, get them to rest for a little bit so they can go back out for another 45 seconds. Uh, So being on the ice for two minutes you are absolutely fucking exhausted by the oh, end. Oh yeah. So, but that so that's why they have shift changes because you don't want you know six people out there. Well, six because the goalie's out there. He doesn't really sprint much. He doesn't count. Oh, Not well, in this case. Yeah. He doesn't count. Uh, so in you this have five. Case. Yeah, you have five people who have you know sprinting for any amount of time sounds awful to me. But yeah, if you, they were out there for the full sixty minutes, they would die. So some of them actually would. Yeah. So you have shift changes, which is why you end up with, you know, people jumping over the wall. Basically, we're going through the door and each door is a designated um, like each door is designated. One door is at least supposed to be for forwards. One door is for a defenseman. Um, because typically, like, for instance, defensemen, they are typically doing line shifts on when 
when the team is leaving the defensive zone, so they'll mm-hmm. do a line shift, and that door is closer, usually, mm-hmm. most of the time, when they are leaving the defensive zone. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's also so that your defensemen are all, like, muddled up together in one little area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that your pairs can sit together. Yeah. Because if everyone just sat wherever they wanted on the bench, it would cause a, a small problem. It's yeah. Uh, mostly for the seamlessness of a line change. And that's why you'll hear things like, we just got to have short shifts, keep our legs fresh, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yeah. But also, I mean, honestly, if you had, like, diff- the line sitting in different places, like, if, you know, line mates split up on the bench, like, I'm, <laughs> that's a safety issue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining Truthfully. people jumping over the boards and hitting someone in the face with a skate. So Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah, that's why it has to be, like, this is supposed mm-hmm. to be this doors for these guys and yep. this doors for these guys so it doesn't all bungle up mm-hmm. um and they train they literally train to go to that very specific door so that they don't yeah bungle up into each yeah. other yeah so painter how do how do players know when to change and who's next so since lines are designated mm-hmm. um that's your first sort of mm-hmm. indication of who's gonna go with who mm-hmm. um and then it depends on the team, but typically speaking, there's just a couple of different things that indicate who's up. So one major one is quite literally the coach will be like, okay, next up is blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Usually they'll say numbers and not yep. names because mm-hmm. it's faster. And they'll usually say it in order of like left wing, center, right wing, those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, so that happens. Or... There's also, um, it, and it doesn't have to necessarily be the head coach. It could be a uh, assistant coach. It could be the defensive coach. It could even sometimes is the athletic trainer. So mm-hmm. that's usually your first indicator of who's going to go up. It's also a nice indicator of who's staying because they'll say like, Hey, 88, don't move. Mm-hmm. Um, or like 26, go in for 88. Like, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the actual line change, since you can't have too many people on the ice at one time, which is something we will talk about eventually in yep. our uh, rules section, to give a sort of preview of that, somebody else has to come off the ice first. It's mm-hmm. typically the same guy that you're taking the position for. So a left mm-hmm. wing comes off the ice and the left wing goes on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's really interchangeable and it really depends on the team and like their yep. practices. But... Best practice, typically, is to have a left wing go in for a left wing, a right mm-hmm. wing go for a right wing, center in for a center. Mm-hmm. Um, so you try and have your line changes be as close together as possible, like within half a second or seconds of each other, mm-hmm. where you have, let's say, your right wing goes off the ice, your right wing comes on, then the uh, the left wing and the center still need to get off the ice. Mm-hmm. So you try and set up so that they can get off the ice as quickly as possible, and you have a f- relatively seamless change Mm -hmm. that's the goal so they gotta be at the bench or by the bench for you to know like oh i'm up next Mm -hmm. and then coach will tell you like hey blah 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 and then up you get Mm -hmm. and it's usually once a team knows each other it's a pretty quick process but that's why in preseason if you are just now getting into hockey you have not seen preseason yet um but preseason is fun because it's like everyone forgot how shift changes work. Mm-hmm. And, 
And so you see a lot of uh, too many men penalties. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like learn to count. Um, so you have to count who's on the ice, and then how many people are on the ice, and then then go. Uh, I am convinced that there are some hockey players that can't count that high. Yeah. So well, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, and it's all, hard in the middle of the game. There are times. I mean, and that align. So even if you know you start with a certain line, so yeah. you you can at the beginning of the game, the team will say like, "Here are our lines for the game." Those can mm-hmm. change mid-game. Yeah. So it you could start on one line, but actually end up if depending on how the game is going or because you know, obviously needs change during a game you know either you're when you're if you're winning or you're losing or you know one line just doesn't work in that day you know sometimes coaches will shuffle things a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. just you know rep- like moving two players you know w- you know switching them on either line or sometimes it's, it feels like suddenly everyone is on a different line um, yeah. It really just kind of depends on what the needs are for that game, but it's not yeah. something that you have to stick to. Unlike a starting, like your well, your like lineup. When you part. say your starting lineup is yeah, the starting lineup is a starting lineup that doesn't change, right. but the line that you started mm-hmm. the game with yeah may not stay the entire game, including on the the what if you were on the ice at the start. So if you were part of the starting lineup your line could still change later on in the game. As long as you start on that line, then it's fine. Yeah. So, it, yeah. But that's shift changes. And it are they are basically shifts. I mean, if you think of them as shifts, then, you know, it's oh, time to go to work. Uh, and that's it, why it in the sense. second period you'll hear, if you listen to a broadcast, sometimes they'll talk about a long change. Mm-hmm. A long change basically just means that your bench is the furthest away from its goaltender. So that's usually the second period long change. Mm-hmm. And so then you have an increased difficulty with changing on the fly. Mm-hmm. Or changing during during play. Right. So yeah. that's why you'll hear second period long change. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not crazy. They yeah. didn't change the name during the second period. Yeah. It's just, it's called the long change because they're forced to take longer shifts to uh, get off the ice. But also, if you're going to be on the ice for that long, you better make it count. Which is Mm -hmm. why sometimes you'll see teams pop off in the second period. Yeah, And there there Uh, are also certain, um, I want to say, like, certain times that it's like... this, there's a lot of there's certain times that you cannot change, um, and we'll get into that with the rules. Um, yeah, off of icing. Right, but then usually technically you could really change any time. It's just sometimes they're smarter than others, um, and there have been some examples of really dumb times for a line change, <laughs> whether it's just a player who you know need like, decides to change, or an entire line that, like, you know, that the coach calls them in and it was actually a really bad time to do that, and now there's a breakaway. There's really funny examples of that. It's funny if you're, uh, you know, because you're like, why now? Like, why did you do that? You've just ruined things. But shift changes are, they don't look really important, but they actually really are. Like, They're actually time, extremely important. To time yeah. correctly, because if 
play is happening and you change you, you decide to change lines it could especially when you're yeah. trying to get certain matchups yeah it's not it just could. about playing lines and then all of a sudden there's a breakaway it's also yeah. when you got mm-hmm. player a out on the ice and you know you need player b up against that guy yeah. um and then there's also like being at home you get last change and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh yeah. That's something we can discuss later. But that's how shift changes work. Woo! Uh, yeah. So, you know, we got some we got some dumb takes. And I personally, um, I'm going to go first because I'm going to actually keep mine short because I really don't have much to say besides it's dumb. Oh, so. yeah. Mine's going to be relatively quick, too. I just got one yeah. thing I want to say. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to give this person any um, credibility <laughs> by saying their name. Or even their pronouns. Uh, <laughs> but, so, this person... I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> this person, I will let you know later. Okay. okay. So, this person tweeted something that they knew was going to start something. They knew this, and we know that they knew that it was going to start shit. Because in the replies, they were being a bitch. Okay, so, but then they got in trouble, and I'm assuming they got in trouble, because, like, 12 hours later, in the replies, they were being great. Fine and dandy daisies. And the reason that their employer would care is because they were a sports writer. Hmm. So a sports writer was being a little bitch. As they often are. Yep. Yeah, they are. Yep, yeah. They're looking to start something with fans. And the their employer said, hey, this is unprofessional for what you do. Stop it. And then they came back and were like, oh, I didn't mean to. Like, No, you, you did. You tweeted the thing that you did because you knew what the replies were going to be. And then you decided to be a bitch. So don't do that. Because you're an idiot. What is yours, Painter? Mine is pretty simple. It's there's no such thing as bad timing when it comes to investigative journalism. That's it. Yeah. There's an article that came out actually today by, um, oh, what's what's her name? What's the name? What's it? There's what? an investigative article about the Ottawa Senator's former owner. Mm-hmm. That it's been uh, compiling yes, yes. for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And it it coming out today, quite literally a couple of hours ago, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fans, not, well, there's a, there's a small bit of fans that are mm-hmm. just like, this is really poor timing. There is literally no such thing as poor timing when it comes to investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. Is it unfortunate that the man died? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But if this is something that has been compiling for, as far as reports go, a very long time. Yeah. The thing is, people want to sit here and say, like, this should have come out years ago. Yeah, it probably should have. But here's the thing. Investigative journalism can take a very long time and is mm-hmm. a legal battle as much as it is an investigation battle. Yeah. There are ethics to journalism that people seem to forget yes. a lot. So when something does take a long time it means a lot more that like yeah hey they actually took time to verify things instead of just tweeting and it out 
I promise you they don't intentionally post it at the time that you determine is a bad time. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I have to say on the matter. They don't intentionally post things when you, you precious little snowflake, <laughs> think it's a bad time. Because there's always going to be somebody that complains it's a bad time. Investigative journalism is always timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. Right. And that's how I have to say. All right. Those are our dumb takes. If you would like to know more about what I was talking about, because I was very vague for a reason, mm. um, let us know. We have a Google form. You can send us stories, uh, how you're doing, uh, your questions, anything, really. Um, you can have a Google form that will be linked on all of our social media, plus rookielap.wordpress.com, all of the sources that we talked about, including Encyclopedia Titanica. Um, I'm, I think I'm saying that right, uh, because it's like, I don't know where the yeah. stress goes anymore, because it's, you know, Titanic and then Titanica, but whatever. Um, that'll be there. Have some fun with the wormhole, because that's what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, everything else, rookielap.wordpress.com. Um, I will hopefully be back to posting things on Twitter and Instagram, because I slacked last time. But, you know, uh, sometimes those weeks happen, and you got to take care of yourself first. Um, so... Have a great week. I hope all of your hockey teams win, except for the ones against mine. Stay safe out there.